Welcome to Bullets, Beans, and Band-Aids, where we talk about guns, preparedness, and keeping yourself and your loved ones safe in the real world. Everyone is welcome here. Take what you need and feel free to leave the rest. If you'd like to join the conversation, make sure you stay until the end to find out how. But for now, let's join your hosts, Kyle and Jeremy. So Kyle and I are together for the first time in a while. Uh, we're going to discuss some logistics, and I thought it might make a decent episode. Uh, you and I have talked about some of the logistics before of bugging out or, you know, contacting each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't ever actually formalized anything. Uh, it's just always been general. So um, what's some of the stuff that we're going to talk about, and how would we... How do you think we should go about making some sort of a plan, or other people should make a plan, I should say? Well, um, I would say, um, first we should define a situation that might cause one to bug out, and which situation would cause one to stay in. Um, so in this situation, we're we're talking about a plan where we're meeting up, which means either both or one of us is leaving their house. Right. Which to me says, or which to me means that it's possibly a situation that is affecting one of us, but not the other one, which in our case would most likely be you and not me. Right. Because you're out of the city now where I'm still on the outskirts of it. Right. And so we're talking more localized plans as far as, you know, it, like you said, it would affect me, but not you necessarily. Right. Uh, I might have to get out, but then again, of course, it could go could go the it other way. It could go the other way. It's, it's more likely with the the local um, yeah. feeling. I think that I would be leaving, but yes. Okay. So there's that, um, and in that case, um, of course, you're welcome. You and and your you and yours are completely welcome to come to our our place which would bring several benefits um at not least of them or the the most important would be numbers mostly in the fact that you and i are both trained in the use of firearms (laughs) and that more than a little bit (laughs) yeah so that that would be the biggest biggest bonus because then instead of just one person defending a house, it could be two people defending a house and two people that know what they're doing, you know, within reason. Sure. More that would know what they're doing more so than probably most, if not all the people attacking. Although that's not a guarantee. Right. But it's 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 a, a good probability, I should say. So first, first of all, we have to kind of define then why someone would leave an area we would have to define an area they were going to, a location they're going to. Right. It's not just, I'm leaving my home and running away into the trees. Sometimes it could be that way. Yeah. And in which case, you'd want to have your camping gear ready to go. For instance, I keep my camping tent in my car. Um, that's its home. So I could, right now, drive 50 miles somewhere, walk into a f- clearing of a forest somewhere, and I'd be fine for a while. Sure. I don't have a sleeping bag with me, but I have blankets, and I have tarps, and I have, a, you know, camping chairs, and I've got, you know, um, 
It wouldn't necessarily be comfortable, but it wouldn't really be uncomfortable either. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> and it would be, um, you know, it, it would be basically if I had a sleeping bag and like maybe a cot or something with me, it would be like normal camping. I sure. got all the other stuff I need with me. Um, but, um, I also would keep, I also should keep my cot and my sleeping bag in the car just because say, even if I did have to come to your house, then you don't have to, you know, like, and not that you would have to anyway, but then like, right. I can just throw my cot anywhere and I'm good to sleep there and sleep quite comfortably there. So, although I'm already prepped for lots of visitors, so yeah, I've already got the supplies and everything set up and I know logistically what I would do at my house, but right. And we are too, we are too, yeah. we can host two couples. We have two, two person beds available, um, at any time for anybody that are, that's coming out. Plus my cot that somebody else could use. And so, yeah, we're, 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 we got enough for five adults. Um, but you never know, um, because in the situation where you're leaving, almost certainly my parents would have left as well. Right. They probably would have left, left before, before me. You, you know, <laughs> yep. So they probably would be up at my place when you got there, maybe. Um, and if that's the case, um, then that's actually even better because then, then that leaves us with three people with um, rifles and experience, the to yeah. use them. Obviously, anyone that would be hosting people needs to plan logistically for that. The people like me who would be leaving have to plan logistically from our end. Right. So how together then do we meld that? I, I Today, you know, you and I, I want to go over communications. Yep. So communicating with you, hey, we're leaving, we're on our way to your place, as well as communications when we get closer via radios radio frequencies, etc. Um, what else? Uh, travel routes for me is going to be a big thing. I want to kind of have that, but that's again on my end more than our end, our group. Right. Um, but I would say another thing that maybe could fall under my purview would be kind of having situational awareness in a broader sense of not just my house, but the area around my house and saying, oh, hey, Jeremy, this part of town is under construction so avoid this part of town or this highway i happen to know is closed down so take an alternate route or something like that sure something that your gps might not tell you yep um and even if you got to that point without your gps telling you that i mean they have detours it wouldn't be the end of the world sure but but it helps it helps with the efficiency yeah if i could tell you beforehand it would make your life a little bit easier to because you could just plan accordingly and just have a more direct route or whatever whatever you had to do um and then um i think for me yeah like you said uh, logistics for sleeping and and food but also um well also i should say logistics for where you're gonna put your stuff yeah and are you staying for a week two weeks indefinitely are you staying until things you know um you know cool down how long are you staying because sure. that would also change um that would also you know change or we would have to go a little farther into um living arrangements in that sure. sense which would be fine but we'd have to just figure it out right um and then storage too you know for yeah. me you are not my 
end-all, be-all bug-out location. Right. Uh, mine's further north. If it was to the point where we had to completely leave the area, that would generally be something that would affect a broader range than my just my geographic location. Right. That would probably affect this whole area, including where you are. Mm-hmm. But whether it would be, you know, staying with you short term or stopping for an hour on my way up north to maybe gather you guys up and caravan up or something, uh, using you as a cash location too, which is something else that we have discussed and I yeah. want to talk about a little more in depth as well. So supplies, things like that, you know, would I would I be expecting you to provide X, Y, Z you know, or what would I bring with me? And obviously that's going to be situational dependent too. You right. know, do I have five minutes to get out the door? Do I have an hour? Right. You know, things like that. So, um, all that comes into logistics as well. Yeah. Uh, planned and logistics. And, and I think part of that also comes down to being honest with each other on what are the scenarios under which we could find ourselves and how do we handle those? Yeah. Yeah. So ideally as far as, and actually using each other for a planned cash, I think is a great idea and not only each other, but like, say I would, I could use my parents. I could use my ultimate bug out location. I could use, you know, my cousin's place way up North. Um, I could, uh, you know, figure out other places. Uh, maybe one of my buddies in, in uh, a closer area, but, <clears throat> um, really what it would, um, boil down to is what I would like to do and I don't have the means to do this, but it would be great if I could leave, um, uh, like a footlocker of stuff at each location. And it would be so nice if I could leave like an AR with a thousand rounds of ammo and, you know, <laughs> 20, 30 rounder magazines right. in each location. I'll have, fortunately, I can't do that. Um, so I kind of have to decide, well, what do I leave at each location? Because... Unless you're a doctor or a lawyer or have, you know, 10 ARs or whatever, um, you're going to have to be leaving different types of rifles with different people if you want to leave a rifle with them. And for instance, for me, you know, like, I don't have that many guns compared to you anyway. Right. So I would have to have, I would have to choose very carefully. So I would, I would, I would have, I would want to have maybe two guns in, in alternate locations with ammo for those guns. Um and um and then some you know maybe some freeze-dried food and ammo and things of that sort um but that would be sort of my biggest my biggest thing maybe some feral rods or matches or stuff like that but it wouldn't be a big huge right maybe a change of clothes you know but that's about all i would plan on on caching with other people i guess how about you yeah i'm i'm the same way although honestly if you got to my house you wouldn't have to worry about caching guns or ammo <laughs> yeah. um you know i i'm planned that depending on who shows up i can arm and outfit them pretty well but um yeah as far as as far as what i would cache somewhere i would say a weapon and ammo if possible i mean a thousand rounds is great but honestly who's going to carry a thousand rounds around with them um you know, so I'm thinking possibly in a smaller case, like a 50 caliber ammo can, or maybe, uh, yeah. uh, you know, one of the, um, what are those, the, the 40 millimeter the 40 ones, millimeter ones. Yeah. uh, you know, a handgun with a holster, a couple magazines and maybe a box or two of ammo, um, 
possible change of clothes, a little bit of food and basic survival supplies, yeah. as well as I'm thinking a little bit of cash. You know, yeah. it, it wouldn't be a lot, but I'm thinking if for some reason, say, my family and I are away from home and we can't go back home due to whatever situation and we can get to your house, that way I can grab that can and yeah. whether we're staying at your house or not, at least I would be armed and able to defend ourselves better. And I would have, you know, a little bit of extra food and money if we were continuing out to our final location or True. even just staying put. Yeah. And that way we're less of a burden on you. Well, but again, same same deal with you to me. In my house, if you came without, say, a rifle or anything, um, I'd have one that you could use. Sure. You know, um, and there's not like... And the thing is, is, like, I'm not going to be handing out rifles to a lot of people. Absolutely. Like, you, I would do it for you, my dad, maybe my cousin. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking family. Yeah. You know, if my family had to leave their their home and make the journey out to me, for example, I want to be able to make sure that they are armed and they're able to defend all of us because then it becomes a mutually assistance group right it becomes a, com- a small community a small community yeah um so obviously i'd want to arm my immediate family and you know again possibly a couple friends like you now if some stranger shows up or something or someone i know casually from work yeah yeah they're not getting a gun no no <laughs> not unless bullets are actually flying at us you know but right um you yeah. know when i when i say arm other people i am thinking primarily the people that i know could show up at my house right so yeah no yeah and same for me the people that I like know and love that that I know well and trust and trust yeah, yeah. okay um, how big do you think would be a community like so so say we're gonna say we have say you have a group your family comes out say I have a group my family comes out how big would a community be before you would consider it to be too big I think that depends on your location and I think that depends on the situation um in many cases having a small village would be excellent <laughs> uh, especially yeah. if you're in an area that's kind of up north or out of the the suburban areas even if you are in a small home having one other family there could be too small you know that could be too many people in one location true so i think it depends on that speaking from survival the more people the better the right. more hands to do the work the more minds to carry the loads the better off you would be but again what can your area support what can you support well that's and yeah and and the the thing that i always think about is i think about my friend group and what their talents are and if i were to pool their talents um including my friend from another state um there's literally nothing we could not do yeah, I'm literally I'm I'm absolutely serious in that. There's literally nothing that we could not build, create, fix, make, or fortify. Yeah, um, because of such the such diverse amount of knowledge. Now, if we didn't have power, that'd be something else. You know, if we didn't have a location, you know, that'd be something else. But really, in the end, it's um, my uh, my buddies and I. Um, you know, like for instance, you and me, we're 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 more survival and gun oriented, um, but I have buddies who are more you know construction oriented or electric oriented or car oriented or whatever. You know, right? Um, I am. I have a I have a narrow purview of of good skills, 
and I have a lot of friends that have a wide purview of, of good skills, but, um, and I suppose that, um, you know, that would also be, you know, really all the, all the answers to all these questions will begin with, well, it depends, you know? Right. So it always does. Yeah. Now let's just say every single one of us with all of our families showed up at your house mm-hmm. on the same day. Mm-hmm. That would be too many people in one location yeah. to, to live and stay for any length of time. Yeah, but I wouldn't turn anybody away. So no, that's the thing. No, no, not at all. But I mean, logistically speaking, when you say how many is too many, yeah, that would be too many for your house. Right. Um, you know, we'd be pitching tents in the yard and stuff. We could make it work. Yeah. But that that would be too many in one location for any extended period of time. So, you know, again, I think it I think a lot of that is defined by by location. Yeah. But the more people, the better. I I used to be one of those people that said, you know, I'm a survivalist. I can go out in the woods and I can survive months or even years on, on end with just my backpack alone. Right. And that very well could be true. But like you said, having a wide variety of skills to draw from, you can handle most problems. You know, you yep. and I and the, the rest of the group even excluding the people I could bring in would be, I mean, we could literally found and build an entire community from just our skills and our, our mindsets and everything that we have together. And that's not even including like the, like now, I mean, I, you know, you can imagine it snowballing really quick. Cause for instance, if I take all of my family and my wife takes her family, mm-hmm. you take your family Nicole takes her family. Right. You know, everyone takes their family. And, you know, Mary's family is pretty big. Yeah. You know, so. Um, if all my extended family made it here at one time, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. There'd be a lot of people. And then my mom and my mom's side and my yep. mom's side's in-laws, you know. And so, like, you, you imagine how quickly that could snowball. Now, the thing, though, is that if we could relocate, like, this would be this would be more of a end-of-the-world scenario, but if we could relocate to, say, like, a warehouse or something... Sure. You know, then it wouldn't really matter because then we could, you know, but then... And if you have the numbers, you could take and hold a larger location, too. Right. And that's... And then... Because then you bring in other people, like, say, everybody's dads, for instance. Yep. Um, what skills do they bring to the table? You know, it's, it's highly likely that they have pretty good skills, oh, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Just from the fact from being alive longer, they have more experience, <laughs> but, you know... Right. Um, so, yeah, there's there's that. Um, so, in terms of um, bugging out and, or bugging in or whatever, um, how, how many... Uh, how, how much supplies do you think um, you would take with you? Obviously, the answer would be as much as you could. Right. But, I mean, like if you boiled it down to how many days of food, you know, or, or that kind of thing, how, how much, like, say, let's just talk about food for a second. How much food do you think you could bring with you? Again, it depends on how much time I have. How much time you have I, to load up? To, to load it up. I have a lot of supplies at home, which is why I believe most people should bug in when possible because yep. most of your supplies are there, mm-hmm. theoretically. Um, if I had the time, you know, I could bring months and months and months worth of of freeze-dried food alone let alone everything else sure if i had the time um and part of that is organization figuring out how to pack it so i say grab three these three bins throw them in the car we're ready to go sure you know that kind of thing so 
you know, if I had time, I would say bring as much as possible, obviously, because you don't want to be a burden on somebody. As soon as you become a burden on them, right. they start reevaluating your situation in their in their location. That's a very good <laughs> If they're point. hosting you. Um, so, uh, you know, and if not, then you have the ability to share supplies, too. That's true. You know? That's true. So, but I think that you should at least be prepared for several days of supporting whoever's in your your family. Uh, if you're, for example, if I'm leaving to go to your house, yeah. I believe that I should have at least several days worth packed to feed my family alone. Sure. Minimum. Um, because a lot of, a lot of times you are potentially going to be gone three to five days if it's a small localized emergency before things start settling down and you can return. Right. Um, I'm one of those that believes that overkill is underrated. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I showed up at your house, it might very well be with the entire back of the van packed full of, uh, you know, containers of, of food and shelter and various other implements. Yeah. You know, because frankly, even though we know what the kind of quote unquote average is, we don't know in that moment whether we would re be returning home. And if we returned home, would we be returning to the same home we left with everything there intact? Right. Or would we be returning to a pile of rubble with nothing salvageable? Right. That 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 leads me to another question or another well, a question and a statement. First the statement is that uh in preparation for my book that I am currently writing, I researched um I just chose the last hundred years well, to like eighteen the late eighteen hundreds, so 100 plus years of American history um, and how many natural disasters there were that would have displaced people or killed people. Um, I also included terrorist attacks. I included man-made disasters. I included uh, whatever, but the majority of them were natural disasters. Um, and one thing that I found to be consistent is that everything returned to normal in as little as a few days to as long as a couple months. Right. So eventually, um, if if we're looking at history, everything will return to normal after a certain amount of time. Now, right. you are correct. Will you be going home to a pile of rubble or your old home? Or will you be going to <laughs> half and half? You know, right. um, you don't know. So um, with that being said... Um, that's kind of comforting in one hand because it's like, well, no matter what happens, history says that this will eventually end. Yeah. Um, now, could it be the first time in history that something doesn't end? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It can. But um, so and I think that's the kind of stuff to keep most of us awake at night. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. But so this this leads me to my second to my question here. And that is, what items do you take with you that um if you're not expecting to come home ever again. So for instance, you know, are you beside, and I'm talking besides your food, besides your guns, ammo, water, you know, survival equipment, stuff like that. Do you take photo albums? Do you take family heirlooms? Do you take, or do you leave all that behind? I think part of that comes down to planning. Yeah. Uh, if you plan, Here's our tier one stuff that we have to grab. Here's our tier two stuff that would be 
that we should grab. Here's the stuff that would be nice to grab. Here's the extraneous stuff that if we had time, we could grab, sure. you know, if we thought we weren't going home. Sure. Um, the nice thing is with digital, with the digital age and everything upon us, you can now boil down hundreds of pounds of photo albums and video cassettes to a thumb drive. Right. And I think that, you know, keeping a digital uh, version of whatever is important to you is, is important. Yeah. Now, can digital stuff fail? Absolutely, it does it all the time. Yeah. But, you know, if if nothing else and you keep that one thumb drive with you or that little external hard drive, you can throw that in a pocket, you can throw it in a pack, you can walk out the door and still have all the warm feeling stuff. Yeah. The stuff that'll keep you sane and kind of remember what you're fighting for, or what's going on. Right. Um because I think that, you know, hope is important to people. And sometimes oh, yeah. sometimes it's amazing what little thing or seemingly little thing it will take to destroy somebody's hope. Yeah. And just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not going to keep fighting. I'm not going to keep staying alive because I don't have a reason to anymore. So, and that can literally kill you. Yeah, it, it, it will. I've seen people that have just given up hope and say, okay, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm done fighting. And then the next day they're dead. Yeah. You know, and... It's sad when that happens. So, you know, I think that all that's important and part of that comes back to what you and I are sitting here preparing to do, which is planning. Yeah. Anything else on uh, bug out planning or planning with a a partner or anything in general other than the fact, again, have a location, have a have a, a kind of a set of guidelines of what would cause you to leave your location for another location being honest and communicating openly with each other anything other than you know that kind of stuff that we've talked about i think having several different locations uh is a good idea um in case one or more are compromised i think um i mean not that we have to dive into that more i think that's that just as should be common sense i guess um i would say make sure your your vehicle is ready to to handle that at all times yep have uh and you can actually sort of pre pre plan for some of that in the sense that you can are you can actually store stuff in your vehicles absolutely which i do to an extent um and now like not that i could like i said i could go into the forest and it would be not uncomfortable but it wouldn't that wouldn't be, be comfortable. my primary right. location. It though. wouldn't be ideal by right. any means, but it would be way better than nothing. Yep, way better. Far better um, than sleeping on the ground in your coat. <laughs> oh yeah, I have food back there. I got my tent. You know, I got shelter. I got ways to procure food, fishing line. You name it. You know. Right. Um. So I have, and that's sort of like my sort of bug out bag is in a footlocker that I just keep in my car. Um. And I have an extra backpack that's sort of my EDC backpack that I will use for, you know, other that I take with me wherever I go that also has in combination with that and the footlocker, you know, if I had to leave my car, though, I'd have to make some decisions what I was going to take with me and whatnot. But so, yeah, I would just say make sure your car is good to go, Um, you know, tires at the correct pressure. Um, gas in the tank. Gas in the How tank. How many people drive their car until it's empty and then yep. decide to pull them to a gas station? Right. Yep. And you sh- and I mean, I've heard ideally you should fill up every time you hit half a tank. Yeah, that's what um, I do. But that's an old habit from back when I was in Alaska, and you didn't know when you were going to find an open gas station again. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, making sure gas. Like for instance, my wife will drive her vehicle till the light is on, and she's got like less than an eighth tank. I'm like, why do you do that? Yeah. 
because then the next time you go in your car, you have to drive, and like then you have to get gas first. Yep, before if, you do anything else. And if you're late already, well, then you're, I don't know. But that's just something my wife does. <laughs> Mine too. Yep. She told me the other day, oh, here you go, take this car. And uh, I got in there and there was two gallons in the tank or something. Yeah. And I had to drive 180 miles. Um, you know, so first thing I had to do was yeah. stop and get gas. Get so gas, yep. Yeah, uh, I think that's absolutely important, making sure that your car is ready to go and staging it. Because why hike when you can drive? Right. And as somebody who's hiked a lot and extensively, especially here in our state now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to have to hike and carry everything if I don't have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot faster to drive. Yep. Um, and okay. then, and, and, and another thing would be, could be to just carry a, an extra gas can in the trunk in case you ever do run out of gas. You can always go grab some more yep. and throw it back in the tank. So Hopefully. Depending on the situation. Yeah, depending on the situation, of course. That's the problem. It's like none of this is is a, a one-and-done answer. Everything is situationally dependent. Everything depends on, um, you know, what disaster is going on, where you live, how many people are under your purview, you know, where and how far away your bug-out location is. You know, it's just there's really no one answer for any of these things so which is know. why so many people make money off it because if there was one answer everyone would know the answer and they could just say here's your plan and you're done right so you'd have to sit down and, and plan uh for your specific situation but um it's a lot of things and 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 a lot of things to remember and things snowball um and uh, uh another thing that i would say is try to make sure to bring your um, important paperwork, your birth certificates, your insurance, social security card, yep. insurance, cash if you have it. Yep. And um, yeah, all that too. Bank so, records. Bank records. Yep. And, all the important stuff. Anything you can grab like that. Um, but in the end, you know, really just, and like they say, you know, nothing is absolutely irreplaceable. Um, or the only one thing that is absolutely irreplaceable is your life. Your life, and, yeah. And, and so. Don't uh, take anything that would compromise your life, you know. But other than that, I think that's that's all I got. Okay. Since you mentioned snowballs, real quickly here, what's a couple things that might be localized that would cause people to leave their homes? Well. Big one right now, especially a few days before the election, is civil unrest. Yeah. Uh, we've had it here in our area for months. It's getting worse instead yep. of better. And uh, <clears throat> depending on election results, people tend to do awful things in the name of politics. So civil unrest would be one reason because you are not safe in your home. That's, I think, the biggest reason right now. Um, yes, we're in Wisconsin. Yes, we get brutal winters. Although, to be honest with you, the past like five or six winters have been pretty tame. Yeah. And Which makes me think we might be heading for a big winter pretty yep, soon. <laughs> that's, and that very well could be. And if that is, then so be it. But um, really the point is, is that, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be in our area. We're, we're, we're actually pretty fortunate that we really only have to worry about um, snow or winter related things or, say, tornadoes. Right. That's really all we have to worry about. Uh, for us, I was just going to say weather related bad winter storms and, yeah. and even then most Floods, times i would maybe. stay in the house yeah unless it looked like things were becoming untenable for some reason if yeah. power was out for an extended period of time that might not be i mean you know sub-zero temperatures and power's out 
that wouldn't be good for the kids. Right. You know, we you... could we could handle it for a little bit, especially with portable heaters and stuff. But yep. um, that's assuming you still have electricity. Well, I'm talking gas portable heaters. Oh, like sure. Like ones you actually pick up and plug in a propane tank or whatever. Although, sure. you got to make sure you have the right ones. So, right. You know, I have ones that don't have any harmful emissions, so you can burn them inside. But you can't always do that. So, weather-related for us, winter, tornadoes, flooding. Yeah. Flooding is pretty much universal across yep. the country. Yep. Uh, almost everywhere has a flood risk of some kind, even if you live in the desert. Um you know, lower flood risk, but almost everywhere in the U.S. has yep. a flood risk of some kind. So for us, weather-related would be those three primarily, and then obviously man-made. Uh, right now, civil unrest is our biggest one. As I just drove through a, uh, well, I just drove through Tosa yesterday, and a bunch of businesses are shuttering their windows again and putting plywood up over their their businesses. A couple of them are shut down from for good because they just never recovered from the last. Yep. series of uh, mostly peaceful protests and yep. you know I went through Kenosha the other day and you know there's buildings burned literally to the ground where it's just rubble standing there so yep. you know that's that's not anything I would wait around to see probably if it looked nope. like it was anywhere close I would be get, grab my family and getting out but that would be more of an emergency bug out than a planned bug out if you will right and actually that's always been my main concern is uh, man made or you know socioeconomic collapse civil unrest um those are really the only things desperate people are dangerous are more dangerous in my mind than a lot of other things um not that these people who are right who will riot before or after an election um would be desperate they'd just be um angry angry uh, yeah and angry people are dangerous as well, but desperate people with nothing to lose are some of the most dangerous people because they have nothing to lose. Right. And if it's either them achieving their goal or them watching their kids or wife die of starvation or whatever it is. Yeah. And you better believe that they're going to do any, anything they have to to get food on their table. And that's a sad situation because sometimes it might have to be you or him. Right. And uh, and whoever wins gets to feed their their family. Well, and that comes down to desperation too. They're desperate for what you have. You're desperate to stay alive. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any any last thoughts you want to throw on there? I don't think so. Um, nothing's coming to my mind. Okay. Well, we'll get into the actual planning then, and we'll talk to you guys later. Alrighty. As a summary, first of all, for yourself. You need to know when to go and when to stay. When do you bug out and when is it better to stay in place? You need to know where you're going and how long you may need to stay there depending on different scenarios. You need to know how you're going to get there and plan it out. Don't just rely on electronics to get you there. Have paper maps and alternate routes. And finally, you need to know what you're going to bring with you to help support yourself. If you're discussing this with another person or other people in a group, you need to know, first of all, are you welcome to stay there? And if so, for how long? You need to know how to communicate with other members in your party, both before you go and when you're traveling. Make sure that they know the routes you're taking as well. So that way they can know when to expect you and where to start looking if you don't show up. 
communicate and figure out what you're going to need once you get there. Can you store extra supplies at the location? Or maybe cache some supplies on the way to the location? That way you'll be less of a burden and you may help fill in gaps that the group needs once you get there. Finally, figure out how many people can the location sustain, both immediately and over a long period of time. That's it for this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to come back for more soon. Also, please take a moment to rate us on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to us. It really helps new people discover us and grow our entire community. If you know of someone specifically who might benefit from this episode, share it with them directly. And if you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to send us an audio message or question on the Anchor app or by visiting anchor.fm forward slash guns and survival forward slash message. We'll talk with you soon. Stay safe and survive.